Hello everyone, this is the Lonely Guy, Steve Center, from the center of the known universe, Indianapolis, Indiana. You're listening to Losing Weight with the Lonely Guy. Steve, that's me, has struggled with obesity for more than 20 years and has finally decided to address it. I will share the ups and downs of my journey as I address the results from the scale in my bathroom. I'll share what works, what hasn't worked, and what my setbacks are each week. And when I wrote that, I don't know that I caught the subtle kind of Freudian dig that I will be having setbacks at least weekly. Here we are discussing something that's intensely personal and on one level very embarrassing. This is a podcast by a fat person for fat people. One of the things that I get as I'm looking through YouTube videos or other other media about you know, how to be healthier is that there is kind of this assumption that if you're a fat person, not that it's easy to lose weight, I think people generally know it's not, but that really you should be able to do it. I myself have found that that has not been accurate, uh, that pretty much every attempt I've ever made to lose weight as an adult has crashed and burned, and I keep getting fatter. I have a couple things to outline, and this is just going to be a few minutes, probably once a week is what I'm thinking. I'm recording this first podcast on the 30th of December, so a couple days before New Year's Day when it will be released. I was, so at my heaviest, I weighed 378 pounds, which is very heavy, and I'm comfortably close to 400 and I just thought I cannot be a 400 pound man I just can't do that for whatever other thing I can do I can't let myself get to that place so for my uh, annual physical which I do every year I talk to the doctor about weight loss one of the one of the it's a blessing but it has allowed me to not address uh, the weight issue is that I really haven't had a lot of negative consequences from being overweight. I have a good job. Uh, I make inadequate income. My wife, who is uh, very, very attractive, is really into me and thinks I'm adorable and can't keep her hands off me. Uh, My blood pressure is high, but I take one pill a day and it's regulated just fine. And my blood sugar is uh, in the normal range. I'm not diabetic. I'm not pre-diabetic. I'm, I'm nothing like that. Uh, I'm able to be very physically active. I, for instance, this summer did a very large uh, backyard installation of a, of a patio by myself, and I really didn't have any problem doing it. I regularly go on four and five mile hikes. I don't have any knee pain. I don't have any back pain. I Sometimes my left elbow bothers me a little bit, but it's hard for me to figure out how that would be weight related. So without any of those kind of normal consequences that people experience, it's been difficult to use something like that as motivation. I've told a lot of people that, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm really happy that my wife digs me, but when you're... When your wife tells you how handsome you are, how adorable you are, it becomes very difficult to want to do wholesale changes. But I went into the doctor, I'm 47, I was turning 47, and I said, my numbers are all really good, but if I don't do something, my numbers are not going to be good. Like there is a, it's just a matter of time before this catches up with me. If I start dealing with it now, I 
probably can head off a lot of those problems. I mean, I I want to have grandchildren, and I want to see those grandchildren get old. My grandmother just died. She passed away recently, and I'm 47, so she got to see... You know, her grandson born and, and raised and have children of his own and how they're doing. And, you know, I want that for myself. So anyway, I talked to the doctor. She put me on a medication that was going to be what we talked about today, specifically the medication. But we're going to put that off till next week because something else came up on the medication. It was amazing. I quickly lost more than 30 pounds. It was easy. I wasn't fighting it. I wasn't second guessing myself. I wasn't spending all day obsessing about what I was going to eat. And then a tragedy befell my family. My uh, younger sister, I I call her my baby sister, but she was 41. So she wasn't a baby. Uh, She had uh, a history of substance abuse and had been diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and she died of a meth overdose. And that, I mean, I knew she'd had some drug use in the past, but we were all under the impression she was clean. Some other good things that actually happened to her and it looked like, actually looked like the future was pretty pretty bright. You know, she was getting uh, better treatment for her situation. And, and I have to tell you that this is the first person in my life that I was really close to who had died. And then three days later, my grandmother passed away. And grandma was 96, almost 97. And she'd been kind of, she'd been old since I was a little boy. So it's not that that wasn't devastating. It wasn't devastating. It was sad and I, I miss her. But I found that I had a very difficult time coping with my sister's death. And since we found out, I really haven't slept right. I wake up a lot of times in the middle of the night, then I'm exhausted. And sometimes right when I get home from work, I crash out for three or four hours, but then I'm up again most of the night. And it's, it's really created a bad pattern. And I've gained back a lot of weight. I, I just reverted to food, which seems to be kind of common an easy and effective coping mechanism for me. Now, when I say effective, I mean it works. I'm not saying it's good. And then you add in the fact that it was the holidays, and so there was already a lot of junk food around, and I've gained back a lot of the weight that I had lost. What I'll try to do is give an update right at the beginning about my numbers, give an update right at the beginning about my numbers, how am I doing, what, how did they look, and then address a topic that seems to either help or hurt my health and weight loss goals. So we had a little bit of an extra introduction today, but for this topic, and it, it really is how to deal with, you know, I, I guess tragedy, but my history is that something doesn't have to be as bad as my sister dying to really throw my efforts into chaos. Now, professionally, I am a mental health therapist, and I do work with people who have terrible things happen to them all the time. I've decided that I'm going to do something that I that I give as kind of a homework assignment to my clients. I'm going to explain it to you, to listeners, and we're just going to see how it works. It will be interesting to see if the advice I give, if it's worthwhile at all. I do know the clients keep coming back, so I mean, something must be going right. <laughs> but when we are dealing with something extremely bad that has happened and that is real, like... I'm, I'm obviously not making this up about my sister and, and we have other bad things happen. We have to acknowledge that. We have to kind of own it and embrace it and, and kind of sit in it for a little while. And the week after she died, I 
it very quickly became apparent that I was the family member who was going to get the privilege of doing much of the work as far as getting arrangements for the memorial service and taking care of the body and all these things. And I would sit at my desk and for a week I sat there and I would play games or read and until I finally had enough feeling okay to address whatever I needed to next for my sister. And then I would do it until I couldn't anymore. And then I would cry. Then once I got done crying, I'd go back to whatever game I was playing and try to recoup. And and I, I'm not, and I don't, you know, most of us aren't, even if you're somebody who cries, most of us are not big time criers. I, I don't really know that I could tell you the last time I cried before finding out about my little sister. Well, I don't feel like crying anymore, but I am still sad. And I think one of the things that I have had to accept is that I'm probably always going to be sad about the situation. That doesn't mean that I can't get through it and work through it though. So what I'm going to do, what I give clients the suggestion to do, I want to put the sadness and the anger and the questions and all those things, I I want to put them kind of in their own little box and not lock that box up and, and shove it away so that it never, you know, that kind of repression is very healthy. But I, I don't want it to, to impact and ruin all the other parts of my life because while I love my sister, I do not believe that she would be happy if she thought that I was sad and and quit everything to somehow try to mourn her, I, I don't think that would bring her any joy. And so as I, for the next couple of days, as I think about her and things that come up, I'm going to, I'm going to visualize, and that, that just means I'm going to, I'm going to create a picture in my mind of putting that issue, that those feelings in a box and the box has a, you know a lid that's easy to open again this is all visual you know stuff and I'm I'm going to be able to go back to it at any time as new feelings emerge and, and new thoughts and feelings come up I can I can kind of put those as well because the truth is that I don't want to spend I don't even really want to spend one more day feeling the way I've been feeling. I don't think it honors my sister. I don't think it helps her family. It certainly doesn't help my family and it doesn't help me. And I don't want to forget her, but I don't want, I don't want that, the the death and the over, I don't want that to control me. So I'm, I'm putting it in this box and, you know, just like with, when you have, you know, family photos, you put them all in a box and you can pull them down to any time you look through them. They're not gone. We're not trying to fool ourselves. Again, we're not repressing anything. But that's what I'm going to do to try to deal with this. And so, you know, going forward, whenever there are real tragedies, hard things to deal with, in other words, not day-to-day, not things that kind of are, are downers from day-to-day, but, but these kind of very unusual things that are really bad, this is going to be our exercise to try to address those. Interested in a lot of different things as far as uh, how to eat and what kind of exercise will be most appropriate, most enjoyable. But for today, this is what I need to work on. Next time, we will talk about what medication was so effective for helping me lose weight and how it works and whether or not you should talk to your doctor about trying that medication yourself. This is Steve Center, and you've been listening to Losing Weight with the Lonely Guy.